Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. said this before, but uh, today actually I've really felt over this last five, six days, God just stirring me to say, I, I want this moment of, of the message to be more a moment of ministry. And I've really had in my heart and as if we were in person, uh, you know, there'd just be different Sundays and different opportunities we would have to be able to, to pray into areas, yes. just to, to hear God and, and just to address things in our heart. Well, just to create space and create room for His presence to freshly soak us and just saturate us and realign us and empower us. And you know, I just really want to encourage us, whether we're at the 9am or this is the 11 service or even it's the night 6pm, I want you actually right now to maybe just try and take a different posture than you would at this point in the service that you have previously. I myself am going to try and take a different posture I find myself at times in these moments wanting just to speak lots of words, but I felt like God has given me three clear things to talk about. And out of those three things, we're going to actually have time of worship. And so we've got Sam here playing brilliantly on the keys. We've got Robbie here as well. And Robbie's going to come and join us in a moment. And we're going to have live worship. where We're really believing for a touch of the Holy Spirit. We're believing for Him to minister in a way that it's just like, well, that's a good point. I'll write that down. That it wouldn't just be writing down on a page, but maybe it'd be a writing down on your heart. Awesome. God would put something in your spirit, in your mind that is His word. It might be one word or it might be a sentence. I pray it's a scripture that comes alive and all of a sudden we find ourselves again just refreshed and restored in the wonder of Jesus. Awesome. And so I want to ask you to say the name Jesus. The most powerful name, the name that is above every name, is the name of Jesus. I said it last week just quickly, but the world uses this name because they know that there is something of power in the name. They just don't know the true power of the name, the name of Jesus that raises the dead, the name of Jesus that heals the sick. It's the name of Jesus that sets the captive free. It's the name of Jesus that provides life to the dead and the hope to the despairing. It's Jesus who brings about our salvation. It's Jesus who delivers and rescues us. And He takes us from the miry pit and the clay and the brokenness and He puts us together and crafts something powerful in you. His name is Jesus. There's been times where I've been in faith where I'm like wanting to go, God, what to pray? And I just feel like God say, just declare the name Jesus. Because when we declare Jesus, we're declaring the creator of all things. Yes. We're declaring the Alpha and the Omega. We are declaring yeah. the yeah. King of Kings and the Lord of yes. Lords. We're declaring the cornerstone of all yes. faith and all creation, which is built upon the name and the person of Jesus Christ. Yes. When we declare the name of Jesus, we're declaring the reality of the head of the church. The reality of an advocate, yes. the one who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Yes. Hebrews 12 says, He's the authority. Oh, I love that. He is the trusted authority. Yes. Holy Spirit, I pray right now by just your supernatural and all loving and all powerful way pray that you would just fill hearts and something would shift in the atmosphere right now. 
God, I thank you for those who are joining us and are relatively new, and this is a whole new concept, but there's an eagerness in the heart to find truth. I thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And I pray, God, over these next moments that it wouldn't be my words, wouldn't be information coming from my mouth, but God, I pray that we would just hear your voice. Yes. Lord, we're here for the applause of one. We're here for the audience of one. God, I just pray, Lord, for those who feel like they're not good enough. Why would God meet me? Why would He notice me? Why would He love someone like me? I thank You, Lord, that Your Word says that no one is too far off. Yes. I thank you, God, that it was never based upon our effort, our ability, our good works or our clever ability to create this facade that everyone else believes, but ourselves, we don't even believe. God, I thank you, Lord, that you see us and you loved us. And whilst we were still sinners, you gave your life for us. So, Father, I pray that we would just lay down our agenda right now and we'd be open to everything you want to do. In the name of Jesus, can you say Amen. Amen. He's faithful and true. He's the good shepherd. He's the great high priest. He's the head of the church. All things, Ephesians says, are under his feet. He's the holy servant. He's the one that extends his hand. And through him, through Jesus, sign it and wonders take place. He is the I am, the judge, Emmanuel. He's the indescribable gift. He is the light of the world. He is Messiah. He is Christ, the anointed one. Don't you love that when you say Jesus Christ? It's like there's an anointing that comes. It's like something is ignited in our spirit. He's the one who sets free. He's our hope, our peace. He's our redeemer. What does a redeemer mean? He redeems our life because he laid his life down so we could live ours. He redeemed us from the pit. Not because of the price we paid, but because Christ He paid. We have life and we have it in abundance. He's our risen Lord. He is the rock, the saviour, the sacrifice for all sins. He's the son of man. He's the son of the most high. He is the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in Him, even though He die, He liveth. And He is victorious. I love the Hebrew word for Jesus is Yeshua. Yeshua. Say the name Yeshua. Yeah means Yahweh, which is God. Shua means to save, to rescue and to deliver. Jesus is the God who saves, rescues and delivers. You know, so three things I felt like God just put in my spirit that we're looking at this whole season of talking about foundations and there's been some incredible messages some real great practical teaching that we can unpack and apply to our lives, some real deep revelation that we can go over and over again and just keep unpacking. And I love that God's Word is limitless and it's alive and it's living. One day you can read one thing, the next day the same thing, but it speaks something fresh into us. But Jesus is the cornerstone. If we're talking about foundations, We must have this foundation as Christians that He is the cornerstone. And I felt like Jesus just say, say it afresh. (laughs) Remind us as believers, He's the cornerstone. He's the cornerstone. See, the cornerstone 
was a stone that is placed within the building and it's the first stone that goes down. And from that stone, everything takes direction yes. and every other stone finds its purpose. Every other stone finds its fit. Every other stone has an ability to align and to be part of building something that is far greater than themselves. Wow. He is the chief cornerstone, Amen. but they also called him the capstone. So at the top of the building, there would be a capstone that would join two walls so that the walls could not pull apart. He is the cornerstone, the foundation, and he is the capstone. He is the one that seals everything in Christ. I love that. that in Psalm 118, 22 to 23 says, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvellous in our eyes. It's marvellous in our eyes. Then in the New Testament, passage after passage, it talks about the cornerstone, the cornerstone, Christ alone. He is the cornerstone. I love this because if He is the cornerstone and we are blocks within His building, then we are picked by Him while still sinners. He died for us. We're placed in Him, in Christ. We are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. We are purposed for Him. For nothing shall separate us from the love of God. It is about relationship with Jesus. We are living lives to please Him. If He's the cornerstone in our lives and our whole being is to build the building He wants to build. As Christians, there has to be this willing desire to lay down ourselves, lay down what we're wanting to achieve, lay down what we have as our sense of success and desire and say, God, I'm aligning myself to You. You know, and I just feel stirred to speak honestly about the truth that, you know, in this time of worship, maybe for some of us, it's actually a fresh surrender, a fresh reality of going, God, I think I've been out of alignment. I think I've been pursuing things that weren't actually what you wanted me to pursue. I think I've been entertaining areas in my heart that actually in light of your grace and in light of your word, these aren't things you've called me to be entertaining. I've accommodated sin in my life. I've accommodated compromise in God saying, I don't want you to feel condemnation, but there must be a conviction where the Holy Spirit says, while we're alive, There is a kingdom purpose. There is a kingdom building to be built and it comes in alignment to Christ. Not into our ability or our understanding or our own theology or some other, well, I kind of see it like this. No, it comes into alignment with the truth of His Word. With the truth of His Word. For John 14 says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. We can't add stuff that He hasn't added. We can't take things out that He hasn't taken out. We have to live in alignment. We have to live sealed with Jesus. We've got to live pleasing to Him, but also we have to live partnered with Him. Go into all the world. Make disciples of all nations. Go into all the world. Freely we've received. Freely we must give. Today's culture, today's values, society around us wants to tell us you can build your own building. You can be the cornerstone. You make the structure you want to make and if it fits well for you and if it's right in your sight, then thumbs up, we've got you. No complaints on our end. 
But the reality is, is that it's a house of cards that is only a moment of time before the wind blows in a direction we weren't expecting and everything crumbles. But I thank God that when He builds us and He builds us within His house, it's a house that stands and will not be shaken. Though the wind blow and the waves rage, we are built upon a rock that cannot be shaken. And there is a shaking that is going on at the moment. And depending on where we find ourselves in the wall depends on how we find ourselves in our soul. If we are not directly in the wall, then our soul is wondering how we will get through. But if we are in the wall and we are built to the cornerstone, we understand that He has already made a way where there seems no way. We are not looking for victory. We're living from a place of victory. For the death has not defeated. No, Christ defeated death. He overcame the grave and He has enabled there to be a triumphant reality that though we face sickness, though we face death, we do not fear, we do not terror, we do not worry for in Christ all things. All things are made new. Gosh, I pray this is coming out of my heart and it's connecting with yours. I want us to be ready for worship. I want us to be ready just to seek His presence. But I felt like God say this, You can reject it, but you can't replace it. Culture and society can reject the cornerstone. But hear this, they can never reposition Him. They can change legislation. They can accommodate and make things and take it away from the way that God founded it. But they'll never ever reposition the cornerstone. Whether they want to believe or don't want to believe, the truth is He is the cornerstone. He is is the way. He is the truth. Oh, but now the law's changed. We can just do what the law says. Can we? Or do we live under a higher authority? Do we live servant to a higher name? Do we live surrendered to a greater cause? They'll never replace Him. They'll never reduce Him and they can never reposition Him. He is Christ alone, the cornerstone. Thank you, Jesus, that He's called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because there are kings in this world and there are people who want to be Lord at this time, but He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the first thing I felt like God say is reinstate that reality for us as believers. That He is the cornerstone. There can be noise and there can be blowing and there can be waves, but that doesn't change the reality of Christ, our cornerstone. The second thing I felt like God spoke into my spirit and has been stirring around and I I want you to hear it as it comes out of my heart. But I feel like there is a frustration over our city. There is a frustration over our communities. There's a frustration over our nation and even the nations of the world because they are relying on an authority that doesn't actually have the authority to to deliver what they're promising. There is a frustration because people are relying on an authority, the government, to deliver a promise which that authority, the government, doesn't actually have to deliver. Saying, oh, Craig, you've been anti-government. I'm not being anti-government. 
I'm being true with the reality that as our communication through the media and our communication through everything else starts to talk about a roadmap to freedom, here's the pathway to safety, here's the way that we're going to be able to restore everything and get everything back going again. They're promising stuff they don't have the authority to deliver on. And so people are putting their hope in the reality of it. Well, this vaccination, then everything will be back to normal. Uh, the reality is, is you can let me drive 25Ks, 250Ks, but if I haven't got Christ on the inside yes. of my life, yeah. I'm not free. Yeah. The reality yeah. is, is you can let me buy a house this year and you can let me buy 10 houses next year and I can have financial security, but if I don't have a Saviour on the yes. inside, then there's always a place where I'm at unrest and I don't feel secure about my tomorrow. The weather can't even be predicted seven days out. You think they can predict 12 months ahead of time? We have to come back to this reality that if we are looking for our security in the predictions of our government, in the reality of freedoms around COVID restrictions, then we are gonna find ourselves constantly frustrated because that's not where our freedom is meant to be found. That is not where our hope is meant to be placed. That is not where peace is drawn from. That is not a place where we find deliverance. The place where we find we are set free is in the name of Jesus. So you can lock up a man and put him in a prison, but you can't contain him because he's gonna write the Word of God, which we read chapter after chapter. Why? Because his freedom wasn't in his four walls. His freedom was in his spirit, his soul and his body because Christ was alive on the inside. People are desperate. Something that's actually going to satisfy. For a freedom that can't be bought. For a peace no situation can steal. For a hope that will heal even the hardest heart. Some people say, well, Church, all I think of is religion. Well, we need to rewrite the story. When people think church, they need to know relationship. Yeah, it's going to take time, but I pray that through all of us, as we live out of the truth of Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. I love this. I've been reading it so much. But for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. You don't have to carry all the weights of this world. You don't have to carry every situation and circumstance. You don't have to let the next media update frustrate you and pull you down. No, God is the one who says, I carry all that stuff on my shoulders so you don't have to. And He will be called Wonderful Counselor right now. We all know there's an epidemic of mental well-being and mental health that is absolutely crippling people. I thank God that His name is Wonderful Counselor. That doesn't mean that we don't have great people in professional realms that get alongside people. But I got to tell you, the first support of counsel is from the wonderful Father in Heaven. His name is God. He sent His Son, Jesus, who rose again victorious over the grave, sent us the Holy Spirit that lives within us, and He is the Counselor. And as we worship in a moment, I believe the Counselor is going to bring such relief to people. I literally see the weight of anxiety and the weight of fear coming off people's lives. In fact, Robbie, why don't you come and join me, mate? We're going to get into it. He's called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
Prince of Peace. And listen to this, and of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. See, I'm not anti-government. I'm not anti-authority. I'm not talking about going out and being reckless and rebellious. But I live with the security that whilst we have a government, there is a higher authority. There is a higher name. There is one that is greater. He leads with a governance of peace, justice, righteousness, love. He leads us and He causes us to know the security For if the sun sets you free, John 8, 36, you'll be free indeed. Isaiah 41, 10, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God and I will strengthen you and help you and I will uplift you and uphold you with my righteous right hand. Through Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. You want a roadmap to freedom? You want a roadmap to recovery? You want a roadmap to safety and security? It's in His Word. Yeah. And it's in Jesus. Freedom is in Jesus. Security is in Jesus. Peace is in Jesus. Safety is in Jesus. You know, people often, when it comes to preaching, they go, oh, that was fire. That was fire. And you can put fire in the chat. People go, oh, great, that's fire. Do you know that that actually, that analogy of fire when it comes to Scripture actually came from Jeremiah 23, verse 29, when it says the Word is fire and it's like a hammer. It breaks up the rock into pieces. Fire, when it comes to the Word of God, is not a tingling of our ears, but a transformation of our heart. It's not a tingling of our senses, but a transformation of my thought life. It's allowing His Word to be true. And for actually there to be a surrender in my own life that says, God, if this is not the way you want me to think, this is not the way you want me to leave, then I pray that the fire of God would refine us and burn away the things that are chafe and that actually we would become more like Christ, that we would live this holy life that He's called us. We would be people who live in holiness, that we would be people who are sanctified. We are redeemed in Him. But right now, I just feel, to be honest, I think there's more people that are aware of the stats of COVID than you are aware of the Scriptures of God. You have more understanding of the restrictions than you do of revelation. We're in a place where we may not have COVID, but COVID has us. Because we're fearful, we're timid, we listen to the reality of the news at the moment. That is saying, as we get out of lockdown, oh, people are anxious, kids are anxious, everybody's anxious. I declare no, no, we do not have a spirit of fear for God has not given us a spirit of fear. And this is a time as believers where we are not called to shrink back and hide. We're actually called to come out and help and to heal and to lead and to love and to be gracious and to be strong and courageous. 
It will not come out of our natural ability, but it will come out of surrendering ourselves to His Word and allowing that to transform our minds. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve God's will, His good, perfect and pleasing will. Let's not conform in these times to being timid and scared. Let's stand courageous. For we have the name that is above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and confess. I am not here to be lacking in authority. God's not asking us to say, hey, will you just take it one little step at a time? And you, no, 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 no. He has called us to have the authority of heaven over our lives. And I think sometimes the reason we don't carry the authority we need to is because we lack time with the author of life. We lack time with the Holy Spirit who actually injects us with His Spirit and His power. And I know I'm getting revved up. Please, I don't want to take away from this moment. And again, if you're fresh to this environment, I pray God's Spirit is speaking and pouring into you. But we are about to sing a song and we're going to lift up the name that says, Jesus is the name. He is victorious. And it says this, He rose and He reigns. Jesus over everything. He rose and He reigns. The fact that He rose again from the dead. He rose victorious over death, victorious over fear, victorious over being disheartened, victorious over feeling disqualified, victorious over the confusion of what's going on, victorious over feeling disheartened because everything's been stripped away, victorious. And He reigns. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.